Hello and welcome to the podcast. I am Chris McKeegan and welcome back. Uh, before we start episode 12 with my latest hunky guest, I would like to thank uh, the um, guest from episode 11, Justina Bienik. I really hope I pronounced that properly. Um, she was a fantastic guest. We talked about the female menstrual cycle, which probably useful for not just females, but men as well, because we are shit with that sort of thing. And it was also her birthday yesterday. So if you are listening, many happy returns. Um, right, so today's guest, we'll probably talk about this a bit more, but I think I know how we met each other. I think, I can't, <laughs> I think, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, but he's a personal trainer based in Hull. Basically. Yep, big hit so he's proper northern, probably likes chips and gravy, which hashtag lad. Am I your most northern guest so far? Yeah, you are your most northern guest so far. Yes. I've listened to it. It's just a bunch of southerners talking. Yeah, so you're a pro- you're proper northern. So it's a little bit. Of- oh, there's a Polish girl as well. Um, but yeah, so he's a personal trainer based in Hull. Um, pretty sound guy. Decent content. Likes the color green. Um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Brendan Loden. Have I pronounced that properly? Is it Brendan or Brandon? Loden, so uh, I say that within my family, um, you've got two sides. You've got the Loudons, you've got the Loudons. He's the king at the top of the mountain. He says Loden, whatever he says, it's right. My logic is if it was Loudon, it'd be L O U, L O U, not L O W. It's loud. That'd be out. So it's loud. Yeah. Spot on with that. Cheers for that, mate. So yeah, usually people get it wrong straight away, but it's Loden. Yeah. I tried. I tried. Um, So tell us a little bit about yourself, um, because I only really know a couple of bits about you. So introduce yourself, tell everyone what you're about, and then we can start chatting shit whilst I quickly drink a chocolate brownie protein shake. Yes, so I'll... um, Is that a branded dealer squeezed in there? Um, So we're doing this over Zoom, so the podcast won't be able to actually see this, but I'm currently smashing and my protein shaker with my protein um, powder. Don't normally endorse products and I'm not endorsing my protein. I just buy it just cheap, but it's all right. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, so I've been in the industry for four years. Started out doing gym sales, like most people do, I think, and doing spot massage as well. Uh, so I did my spot massage qualification whilst finishing up at uni. Um, I saw the right on the wall, so I was doing strength and conditioning. Which is, I wouldn't say it's a pointless degree, but when I look back at people that was at my university, a lot of them are doing bar work or this or that. I don't want to sound like they're not in the industry anymore. Yeah. Um, so I, I was, I got really lucky the time when I left uni that there was a gym opening in my area. I applied for a job there. I didn't realise it was gym sales. I thought it was going to be a fitness instructor role. It wasn't. It was gym sales. And then about six months into that, I was allowed to do spot massage within that facility. Um. So that was my start in the industry. That was in York. Obviously, I was at York St. John University. And then last year, I moved back to Hull, where I'm doing personal training with a bit of sport massage. I've not done much massage recently since lockdown. Um, not because of the rules, it's a choice thing. So yeah. in May, people's allowed to sport massage. So for some reason, Boris said, I can rub someone's back for an hour, but I can't train with them in the field. There's about there's about 40 days in between us being allowed to train people outside from me being able to do spot massage, so it's not like a rule law 
right choice. It's just that I ain't got a facility at the moment. And I feel a bit weird with bringing people into my house to do massage at the moment. No, that's that's um, that's fair. I so over lockdown, I didn't PT at all, um, and I was actually living with my mum during lockdown. And I thought I felt a bit weird, kind of bringing people to like my family home into the garage. So I just didn't bother PTing. I had some time off, and it was really nice. Played a so, lot of Call of Duty, a lot. To be honest, in back end of June, start of July. The one was allowed to do outside stuff. The web was fucking banging. That is the most fun I've ever had training people. And I keep saying this to people. What, when uh, you people outside? Yeah, because it was just, it was me and whoever I was training or whenever the group PT, it was me and a group of people. We had my own tunes on. I didn't have to worry about people around me in a commercial gym environment. I could say what I want. I could do what I want. It was more relaxed than it is in the gym. Not that I don't enjoy training in a gym. But it was more about me than the gym itself, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Even just stood there wearing a, a uniform, I'm at Pure Gym, so even just stood there in a Pure uniform, I'm representing Pure Gym, I'm not representing myself. Yeah. That doesn't, I'm not happy to wear for Pure, if anyone's watching this, is my boss particularly. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's it, I, it was fully for me, it was fully dependent for myself. Any bit of effort was made, it'd come back to me and not the Pure Gym or anything like yeah. that. So it was 100% on me, and because of that, plus I got a sick tan as well. It was honestly the most fun I've had training people. Mate, yeah. I've, I've always said, and we've had this conversation a couple of times, but going fully self-employed was the single greatest move I ever made. Like like you said, I, silly things, like I don't have to wear the uniform. I mean, sure, I'm wearing uniform today because I'm covering for a couple of hours, but in the grand scheme of things, I could turn up to PTing in a stupid woolly bobble hat if I want to. No one could tell me off. And yeah, you you could just work around yourself and when I was working in a commercial gym um, being able to because am I right in thinking it's at 12 hours that you do it yeah so it's 12 hours at 12 uh, yeah so it's 12 hours paid um, and you get you, you have to pay rent on top of that as well but obviously you get a reduction on the rent because yeah, you're yeah, yeah because you're working out yeah so you're basically like you said for those 12 hours you're representing uh, yeah, which I don't have a problem with to be fair like it's I do understand when you're starting out and things like that, it's like free advertisement and I'm still in that, I'm still on shifts now for a reason kind of thing. Yeah. It's um, good to like um, walk the floor and get clients and teach classes and stuff because at the end of the day, it helps towards you. But once you get to a certain stage, yeah, best move I've ever made. Plus you that, that's what I'm on the blink of right now. Um, I am pretty much... I'm looking at my diary in particular next week and it's like fucking hell Ooh, where are people going to get in like I don't really know like no one, no one's in the gym in middays that's pretty much the only time I've got availability I say that but there's like a couple of hours here and there across the week so I'm on that verge now where I might need to make the jump obviously I want to yeah um, but it's staff dependent obviously January's coming up so do I wait till January there's it's one of them things I have to sit down and really think about um, yeah I start I started in January, so it's probably not a bad shower riding out to the end of the year. But mate, I started in January and I was like, fucking hell, this is great. But I was doing about a million PT sessions. January for a PT is always tough. Always tough. Because, you know, you're just working every hour under the sun. But it makes up for the fact that uh, December's normally shit. See, I thought February was busy this year. Yes. Yeah, I thought so as well. Because uh, January, you get people coming back in. It's only February when they've been in for a month. They go, right, I want to make an actual change. I've been 
I don't have a fucking clue what I've been doing for the past month in the gym. So that, at that point, they ask us for help. So yeah, I think February was busy. Yeah, the gym itself was busy in January, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, 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 but in terms of one-on-one, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Um, obviously, I do a lot of group stuff as well, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I fucking love, to be honest. Um, that puts me a bit different to a lot of the other trainers at my gym, to be fair, doing the group stuff. Yeah. Not in this environment, but I'm making it work. Do what you do. Do whatever makes you happy, I say. Right, so you've got some topics you want to talk about. Uh, one of them in particular, I'm in particularly interested in speaking about. Um, so I'm right thinking you got your Instagram followers to make some suggestions, right? Yeah, I did, yes. I put like a question on my Instagram on Friday and then one of them wasn't a suggestion, so to say. It was a girl asking about one of the subjects. I was like, right, fuck it. Talk to Chris about that one. Okay, cool. But before we start, um, you and I are both wrestling fans. And we're not going to bang on about this too long, so I can imagine not many people are. But very quickly, why is The Rock versus Hulk Hogan the best wrestling match ever? Go. Right, so set the scene. Eight-year-old Brendan gets a WrestleMania DVD. His mum buys him because he says X8 on it. It's the event name, obviously 18. Yeah, so yeah. Number eight. What year? Was that? 2003, I think. I'm going to quickly Google it. This is the good thing about doing this on my laptop, is I can... So you were eight years old. I'm just trying to figure out yeah, how so old it is. <laughs> yeah, you're an old guy, aren't you? Uh, yeah, so set the scene. Obviously, that DVD as a whole I watched entirely, so the... 2002, so I would have been 20. <laughs> Fuck me, <I'm> like... <laughs> <laughs> Right. But anyway, yes, eight-year-old Brendan. So all that, I watched the shit on that DVD, so there's the... Um, there's like a cruiserweight scramble I'm sorry the hardcore tackle goes on all night as well yeah. where Molly wins the belt and then all this shit happens there's yeah. D vs Christian happened that event I've watched the full DVD in order you see yeah. um, on the main event they've actually switched it on the DVD so the real life main event was Jericho vs Triple H yes which which was a good match but they could never have lived up to... I can't remember anything of it there's nothing redeeming about that match whatsoever. For me, it was... The only thing I remember is that Triple H winning, I was furious. So the main event on the DVD is Rock vs Hogan. Um, and young me didn't know who the fuck Hogan was. I didn't what care. Oh, Fucking... Oh, no, so this Hulk Hogan guy is a kid. Such a... This Hogan is me getting... Yeah, so, um, but obviously I saw The Rock, because who fucking hasn't at this point? Yeah. Um, even eight-year-old Brennan knew the rock was the shit, and that match—it's just—it's not the best move for move, but they've just got yeah. That makes any sense. So it's about 17 minutes. It's not a particularly long match compared to how what a good match is supposed to be nowadays. But um, it's just one generation. But it's probably my guy versus your guy kind of thing, isn't it? Really? Yeah, exactly that. Um, so to picture the scene for anybody who's not massively into wrestling, you've got Hulk Hogan who. Everyone knows who Hulk Hogan is, but he was a bad guy, which, you know, when I was a kid, he was always the, the, the you know, the huge good guy. So he returns to WWE as a bad guy, and then you've got The Rock is the good guy. So both, so like you said, generation versus generation. But during the match, like the crowd suddenly going, now nah, fuck this, we're going to cheer for Hulk Hogan and boo The Rock. And like, because they're both amazing wrestlers, they both kind of switch their roles. So Hulk Hogan starts, you know, taunting and 
yeah, flexes guns. The Rock starts cheating, and the, yeah, the Rock, the the rock belt as well. So yeah, flipping Hogan with a belt and starts uh, like flipping off the front row of the crowd because yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not going to try and get him. He knows that the yeah. one, the, they want the sixty-year-old guy to win because he's yeah. the underdog all of a sudden. Then, uh, then you got Hulk Hogan doing his Hulk up, and fuck me, the crowd going nuts. The crowd make that match hundred um, percent. I always say to anybody, if you you know, if you're a bit skeptical about wrestling, there's there's three matches I always recommend, and that's one of them, just because the crowd is so on it. And it just makes- curiosity, what are the other two? Uh, so the other two is Pete Dunn versus uh, Tyler Bate at Takeover Chicago, I think it was. Do you not think that's good for a for a person that might not like wrestling? Though that's I know it's a good match, but it's it's such because it's it's a very technical masterpiece. Um, and I just think that shows off an, another side to it. And then the other one I say is Undertaker Sean One. Sorry, Undertaker Shawn Michaels technically two. Uh, their first WrestleMania match. That is just which one of them two is the one where Michaels comes in wearing not wearing all white and he's supposed to be like the ultra good guy. That's the better one in my opinion. I can't remember the entrances, but the one that I liked is one where the Undertaker. <laughs> That's what wrestling is to me. <laughs> So the one that I so the one that I prefer is uh, the first match where the Undertaker jumps over the top rope. Yeah, that's, well, that's the same match. Yeah, and like completely misses the dive and nearly fucking kills himself. Yeah, that's the one. Although the ending to the second match where uh, Shawn Michaels slaps Undertaker across the face, I was just like, fuck yeah, that's. To so get cool. someone interested in wrestling, though, I kind of feel like you'd need to do a match that's around ten minutes long, potentially. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to like. Um, um, Randy Orton and Edge at WrestleMania this year just went on for way too long. I lost interest about 10 minutes in. I was watching that downstairs um, and I had to lower the volume because it was just a load of weird panting and stuff. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, fun fact, I was supposed to be there, but um, COVID fucked that. I was meant to be at WrestleMania fucking 36. Do you think you missed out with a card that was going to happen? Um, I mean, it's really nice, but it's like, you're going to be... If it was the original part, as in Roman Reigns versus Goldberg, that would have been fucking cool. But Braun Strowman's just a heap and he's shit. Um, I, don't, I, I think Undertaker AJ would have been better as the Boneyard match than it ever would have been live. Because yeah, I, I love the Undertaker, but fuck me, he's, he's old and decrepit now. He just needs to stop. I mean the Boneyard stuff, uh, which is really weird and co- out of context. If you don't know what it is, yeah, uh, just the words of it. Yeah, it's like pre-recorded wrestling, so it allows him to look like he's younger again. Yeah, it was, I, it was literally like a movie, like a really, really shit but brilliant B movie. It was making Arnie look bit like look like a fucking like Arnold Schwarzenegger of the nineties again in his films yeah. because it's so much. So it allows him to not pat his ass off in a ring in front of thirty thousand people. Yeah. It was it was so good, and also, again, for anybody who doesn't understand wrestling, the fun, the fun, the Firefly Funhouse match was levels of genius that I will never be able to comprehend. It was fantastic, and, I, and again, you would never have got that live. So, in some aspects, yeah, I think um, having WrestleMania this year as it was probably improved it. I enjoyed it, to be honest. I liked it, it was two nights as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty decent. 
right, you've got um, topics you want to talk about. Yeah, the clients have just checked out. We've been talking about wrestling there, so they don't give a shit now. So we need to cut him back in, don't we? Yeah, yeah. So come back. <laughs> we'll talk, we'll talk your fitness shit now. Right, let's go. Oh, shit, bro stuff. Just in case anybody hears that, my housemate is very high pitched and squeaky. So if you hear any squeaky noises, it's that. Can we say actually, your housemate's just saved the show? Yes, she has, big time. Yeah, I think that needs to be said because without without your housemate, this isn't happening because Chris doesn't know how to open Zoom apparently. I'm, <laughs> you know what? I'm really technologically minded until it gets to the real nitty gritty. Um, and basically, it was because I was using AirPods and AirPods didn't like it. So, cheers to so me. Wet with Max, which is yeah. a new one. There we go. Which reminds me, actually, I'll quickly upload a story onto Insta whilst uh, we're doing your first. Recording, um, recording. This is. Oh, this is very 4 uh, 4 breaking, this, isn't it? Very 4 4 breaking. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like Deadpool almost. So, while, um, while before we talk about our sub, my subjects. Are we going to talk about how we met? Well, oh, yeah, shit. Um, of course we are. Um, recording a... Because I want to see if it's a similar version to what you think it is, what I think it is anyway. Shall I go first, then? Can I can, you can I say it? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, uh, 19th of March, all the gym shut. We all thought we can lose our jobs forever. Um, a PT at my gym invited me to this group called Personal Trainers Global Pandemic Help. Um, in that group, there was big giants of the industry. So you had your James Smith, your Duran Cartels, you had your Phil Lernies, big PT. You had the, the lift of our guys as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, icons of this industry that we all follow to help with content, to help getting clients, to help program any bit of help that pest traders need. These people made this group. Um, within about five days, I left it because it was toxic as fuck. So hey, I was just about to say, within days, I was like, fuck this, I'm out. It was yeah, awful. so there was this follow. Now and then there was this follow chain thing, which I don't know why I did it because I don't care about followers, but I fucking did it anyway. So it was PTs going, right, to help each other, let's follow each other. And that fucking doesn't help us in any way. I yeah. did it anyway. Fuck it. And then, so I followed about 15 to 20 people. And like, one I put on the comments on, you was one of them. Um, and to be honest, you're the only one I've really spoke to since that. Um, I just saw your content. And I was like, this this guy vibes with me. Like he, he's got a similar kind of stuff. So yeah. that group itself, I left within about five days because it was like you had your, your PTs who know what they're doing. You had your PTs in different countries that were getting mad that the rules are different in different countries. Yeah, and then you had this what I call the spit on the floor PTs, like the ones that I shouldn't say I'm better than, but you know, yeah. I'm, no, the, um, mate, it was it was full of that. Um, but yeah, similar reasons to you. After a few days, it just, it, it just got full of fucking twats. Like, Facebook's considered a bit of an escape. I know it's a shitty escape, but so I was getting on that Facebook. I was going on my Facebook page, and then throwing down the feed, it's just content from that group and other groups similar to it. And it's like I'm fully aware that my job is on the brink of breaking. I don't need to be reminded of it when I'm having time to switch off. Yeah, that makes any sense. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember at the start of lockdown, Tiger King started. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> and I watched it. But honestly, I can't remember any of it because I was busy shitting myself but my job. Like, I yeah. do need to rewatch it at some point because I was on my phone all the time. I was trying to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do. Like, it was genuinely a scary time. And I'm not sure many PTs talk about that time as a whole now. Um, so... By that, I mean the emotional side of things because I think a lot of us were fucking scared. I mean, I was. Um, so, I... 
I saw the writing on the wall about a week before lockdown. So I actually went and got, uh, quotations, a proper job. And I did that throughout all of lockdown. Um, so I was delivering groceries for a well-known supermarket. I just did that just to keep the cash coming in. So I wasn't, I wasn't that, this sounds really bad. I wasn't that fussed about yeah. eating. Like, like I said, it was good to get away from it for a little while because after what, four years of being on the gym floor, doing 12 hour days, doing split shifts, dealing with fucking other penis PTs. I was kind of, I was almost glad to get away from it for a bit. But at the same time, I was shitting myself as well. I was like, what if, you know, what if this never goes, you know, what if, like the gym shuts? So yeah, this group that we both joined was just, it was full of dickheads. And um, all the advice that all the big dogs were giving but I've been to a James Smith seminar before, so I heard it all already, and I was just like, oh, okay, this is nothing new. Yeah, but what I would say is, did you pay for that seminar? Yes. So that's what I appreciate the guys that did that. Like, I, James Smith in particular was doing live streams every night, wasn't he? Yeah. So he well, not did, every night, he's Australia, don't he? But, so he so was doing he, live streams. Um, so he did, is it last year? Last year, he was doing his book signing tour thing. Uh, and before he did his London one, he did a business-to-business seminar thing. And I thought, you know what? Yeah. Actually, no, my, um, one of my clients at the time paid for it because it was like a hundred quid and I, fucking hell, this is opening up a can of worms. So this was at the time that I lost my job at my old gym for uh, swearing on Instagram. That's another story in itself. <laughs> um, my... <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I never told you this. Fuck me. So yeah, I got I basically got fired for using the word bullshit on my Instagram. Um, and then it got very, very messy very quickly. Sure. But she, she offered to pay for it. She went, look, tell you what, I'll pay for the thing. It's only a hundred quid. It will help you up no end. Um, and I will be able to, that information you learn, you'll obviously pass on to me. So I was like, all right, wicked. So I went along. And I tell you what, man, if you ever get the chance to go, go. I learned yeah, more in those six hours, learned more in those six hours than I did in the entire six fucking weeks of my PT course. It was well, I didn't learn anything on PT. <laughs> hey, look, I, all I got told was, uh, don't step over the bar and carbs are bad. To which I have gone, fuck you to don't both of them. Awesome as well. You what? Don't sleep with clients is one thing I learned on my course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how I knew you. And again, you're there's you and there's one other that I still regularly talk to. Um, in fact, I am going to get her on the podcast at some stage, but she annoyingly lives in Australia, so I've got to do it. At fucking knob in the morning. What's her name, by the way. See if I followed her or not. Sorry. What's her name, by the way? Uh, Rachel Linus. I think she follows you. What's her Instagram name? Hang on. Shout out to Rachel if you are listening. I've gone um, subject now. What about social media? To be fair, it, it, on that. Linus yeah. underscore fitness. Yes, I do follow her. Yes, yeah. um, I can't say I've seen much of her content appear on my feed. To be honest, though, uh, I am yeah. on Instagram a lot less nowadays since lockdown. Yeah, she's, uh, she's without sounding horrible in any way. She's only got like a couple hundred followers, so she's not massively active on Instagram. But I just like the fact that she's a real human being. There's not many people out there, is there? No. They're normally either fucking... Uh, I, I could spend all day going on about I shit. mean, we have. We have, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. 
Right, so... Not 20 I'm Monday and not have people hating me, so we'll... <laughs> no, for the record, pure gym is fine. My gym in particular. The whole area, there's quite a few when I'm like, come on, mate. Um, yeah. There's a lot of... I'm going way too deep into this now, but there's a couple of local celebrities from boxing um, that run gyms using their name and... I... And they seem to do well purely based off the name, which is fine. If that if I had a name, I'd use it too. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's annoying in the industry, in my local industry, seeing that, knowing that what I provide for my client, I like to think I'm the best. Um, but the thing is, when I say I think I'm the best PT in Hull, you should think you're the best in Hull or whoever lives in Hull or in Andover, whatever. I don't know where Andover is, still is. It's um, right down there. So what I mean by when I say I'm the best PT in Hull is... If you don't believe you're the best PT for a particular client when you're talking to them, do you know when you're trying to get them on board? Yeah. You're, you're robbing their money. You've got to believe you're the best PT for that person in particular. So when I say I'm the best PT in Hull, I'm not saying that I should be charging the most money or I get the most results because there's PTs that have been charging more than me and have been doing this longer than me in, in the city and may have a better service than me. But when I'm talking to a certain particular person, I've got to believe I'm the best person for that person. Otherwise, I'm, I'm calling them. It's funny you mention that because I... So I don't know if this is a thing in Hull, but we have a Facebook group called Spotted in Andover. And for anybody from Andover who is listening, you would already have started rolling your eyes and laughing. But it's, it's an anonymous group where people can post things anonymously. There's normally people moaning about something like the neighbour's bins or whatever. But all the time you get... Higher, I'm looking for a personal trainer. Any recommendations? And every now and again, my name pops up on them. But these are people that I avoid straight away because if you're going to the internet, my phone just sorry, it's my phone. That, that's an email, by the way. I don't know if that will come through on the recording. But anyway, so you'll get these people going looking for a personal trainer, and it's like, but a personal trainer is a very personal thing. It's not just. Like these people are normally looking for the cheapest. And I think if you're looking for the cheapest, then that's fair enough, fine. But don't ask who's the best PT. And I do yeah, think you, personal training you, is very personal. So if you don't get on with a certain client or if you don't specialize in what they're looking for, refer them to someone else, send them somewhere else, do this, do that. Yeah, there's a lot of PTs that will take on anyone and everyone. And I, you know, I did it when I first started. And yeah, just yeah, fucking does my head in. So you like you know, like you say, you have to believe that you're the best for that person. And if you're not, move on to someone else. I've had people come up to me asking me to get um, um like bikini contest ready. I'm like, nah, I'm the fucking wrong person. I avoid that, yeah, like the plague. Not like in a negative way. I don't. I don't agree with stage bodybuilding. Controversial, maybe. I don't know, but I I can females by the way particularly for females because I've seen it I used to briefly very briefly when I first went back to full work in a predominantly bodybuilding gym and the conversations you hear in that gym are a bit disturbing so it's always about nutrition it's always about carb loading it's always about my macros or when I'm increasing this or increasing that what's my glycogen going to be like in my body and I'm like I understand you preparing for a stage so that shit does matter but when you get off the stage, there's no fucking way you're going to start dropping that. You're going to still think about that stuff and you're still yeah. going to technically eat like a bodybuilder or you're going to go the other way and eat like a pig all of a sudden. Like, it, yeah. for women, I think it's, it's a dangerous sport to be doing. I commend anyone that does it. 
because you need you need some discipline. You need oh, fuck yeah. You need a decent yeah. drive. Something I'll never have. To, I'll never get on a stage. I don't fucking want to. But even if I could have the ability to, I wouldn't want to purely because it's it, I don't have the drive for it. No, I don't. And that's me being honest. But so I'm, I commend I'm, what I'm I've exactly done. the same, mate. Exactly the same. It's, I just think it's a dangerous game to play, and I really do. And it's. I don't think I might get flat for this, but I don't know how many bodybuilders listen to this kind of thing. I don't know what your audience is going to be like, but personally, I think bodybuilding is a very dangerous game to play in, especially when you've got PTs that get normal people into bodybuilding. That's brilliant. You've got them into your sport, but now you've got to be careful once they finish the show. What are you going to do with that client now? Are yeah. you going to help them be normal? Are you going to keep them stage ready for the next? I know I understand they're not always be stage ready, but it depends on what the PT is doing after the stage stuff. That matters. Yeah, because they're living a healthy life again, because they're good. They've got a nine to five. They're they're not like us. They don't work in a gym. They've yeah. got a, they've got sometimes they'll be working in an office or a call center or in a supermarket, and they've got a function nine to five. So you need to be careful with that stuff because the the walking out all this. Yeah. So one of my uh, one of my good PT friends, uh, Ryan Andrews, he's a bodybuilder and he does on stage shows and he got his pro card recently. But he's very open and honest about it. Like he was on my podcast like a long ago, and he said that, you know, he was not he, like that was not a fit way to live. Like he could not live in that stage presence all the time. He was yeah. he was saying like you know his sex drive was down, and you know he did, barely had any energy. So, like you said, it is a dangerous game to play. And if you have got a very good, experienced coach, and if it is something you want to do, by all means, I, I've thought about doing it just to see if I have the discipline to do it but I know deep down that I would crack and get a triple cheeseburger from McDonald's and I'd fuck it so it's not it's not for me it's never yeah. it's never been for me again I've thought about doing it just to see if I could but nah I know, I, like, I'm not even willing to try it and that might be really shit for a PT as well I've no drive to give it an attempt but nah, no it's yeah I, I'd much rather try and accomplish my 250 kg deadlift rather than do you also think that you could um be as good personal trainer as you are on that diet oh no because i'd be yeah, the same. I'd, i can't imagine being stood with a client on i mean to be fair when i first came back into the gym i did heavily restrict my calories obviously i'll talk about that a bit later because that did fuck me up mentally but yeah. that's another level like i would probably not even be looking at what my client's doing because i'm fucking do you know what I mean? Like it's so you get so like want to look in the mirror all the time. I, I know this is stereotyping, stereotyping bodybuilders. I get that, but I personally don't think I could run my business if I was doing a bodybuilding comp. No. I don't think I could. I, 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 yeah, not for me. Not for me at all, my friends. Okay, you have con- uh, topics you want to talk about. Let's go. I have first one. There's one in particular I'm really keen you- to talk about. Should we talk about the key one then? I don't know which one it is going to be. Hang I'm on. happy to talk about either. Uh, no, we'll, do, we'll do it in your order. I honestly don't mind. Yeah, so the first one I'm going to talk about is hip dips. Okay. Shoot. It is an interesting hip- discussion. Let's go. Yeah, so very, very recently, if you asked me in January what a hip dip was, I'd have no fucking clue what you're on about. Um... From what I've seen, it has been a social media trend for a few years, but as far as I'm concerned, I don't, didn't know what it was uh, until January. Um, probably because I work with a lot more females do than, than I did then. But um, So I've had many female clients or potential clients or even just gym members 
after classes very recently. So this happened particularly on Thursday night, actually. Uh, a girl asked me, how can she get rid of her hip dip? And for people that are wondering what the fuck hip dip is, because I was thinking that also in January, uh, apparently there's a weird sort of dip from your lower back to sort of your hips. So obviously I'm drawing a circle, obviously you can't see this, but there's like a, there's apparently there's like a, a lump that goes inwards. Yeah. And you, your leg sort of starts. So it's, it's basically, it comes from your pelvic bone, but for some reason, Instagram has told people this little gap is bad now. Um, but it's a fucking burn. It like, does. You, it you, does my fucking head. I've so it's. I've not had it a lot, but again, I had a girl at the gym the other day saying, "Oh, how do I, how do I get rid of this?" And I'm very blunt and to the point. I just said, "Can't. It's genetics. Yeah. It's your. It's your skeleton. You can't change that." And I. I didn't have an argument with someone, but I I had a pop the other day at people that go on the stair the stair machine and do like air kickbacks. I was walk, on yeah. Walk on it sideways. I'm just um I was like it's it's the stair machine isn't pointless. I'm not having to go at the stair machine, but doing the air kickbacks at the end, what is that achieving? There's no resistance to it, so it's doing nothing for your gains. And I had this girl say, well, actually, it helps um, helps with your hip dips. And I was just like, fuck off. The only way you could get rid of anything, like body fat-wise, is to be in a calorie deficit. And there's a reason why we all bang on about it, because it's fucking true. But I, I, for once, I didn't fight back. I just let her have a moment, and I went, all right, cool. But normally... She's a trainer, trainer, by the way. Sorry? She's a a trainer. Do I... The girl, was she a trainer that said this? Uh, no, she wasn't. So that's that's the sad thing. This is what I was going to talk about. So I'm not going to blame that girl, uh, Sandy, we'll call her, because she's not. She's only seen on Instagram that she can solve it by that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it is Instagram or social media. I would really like to think I've not seen any PTs in real life saying it that it exists or how to solve it, but it comes from particularly this new wave of TikTok PTs and things like that as well, um, because. The, the, the kickback thing, the only thing that I could see benefiting would maybe be the leg planting when you're st- doing the Stairmaster, you are strengthening your ankles. That is the only thing I could think potentially. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. That is a stretch. But the do that with a single leg RDL, for example. Yeah, exactly. Much more efficient. That is the single thing I could only benefit I could see from that. So obviously that's a different discussion, but the sad part about it is the Instagram influence of hip dips are bad. Um, I would like to think, I know this shit usually starts from males. I would like to think we didn't start this one. I really like fucking up, so. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I, I'm i a big fan of, you know, love like, love your own skin. So if you have got hip dips, for example, live with it. Yeah. Well done. I'm also saying like, and I get, I get this every now and again, oh, I want to get rid of my mum tongue, my stretch marks. And I'm like, you should be fucking lucky that you could have kids. There are women on the gym floor who would sell their fucking soul to have a child. Yeah. And you're moaning that you've got a couple of stretch marks. I've got fucking stretch marks from when I went from massively overweight to where I am now. You know, I've got them on my shoulders. and Like, it's it's normal to have cellulite. It's normal to have stretch marks. It's normal to have imperfections. Imperfections are what make people. And going on a bit of a tangent on social media when 
a young impression uh, a young girl comes up to you and goes I want to look like this and I have to kind of go okay well she's dieted for six weeks to look like that she's restricted her calories she probably hasn't had a period in a while she probably feels like shit she hasn't had a pizza in a while and she's been photoshopped about to say edit like shit as well yeah and filtered to death so in the nicest way possible unless you're willing to not eat properly not go out on the piss not have a pizza restrict your calories for weeks and weeks and weeks on end and then at the end of it to have minor surgery to enhance your tits a little bit it's not going to happen and I've had this conversation with like some people multiple times and they just can't quite grasp it and it's like it's social media is fucking wonderful in some respects but in other respects i.e. this respect it's fucking damaging and not just oh it's damaging my business it's damaging people to be honest it's not damaging our business though because people are going to come to us and ask us to sort it as well and I've got to be the one that goes yeah can't do it bad news um, obviously I, I don't know where this one started it's a weird one like, it is so weird like, I've, I've never you, thought you googled an image of a, of a hip dip by the way hang on I'll quickly do you it now see how subtle it actually is like who the fuck cares do you know what I mean like who is looking at a woman and again I'm really hoping this in males going yeah, oh no nah, like, do you know what I've just go- right, I've just googled hip dip and Google suggests hit dip workouts. Like you fucking cunt. Yeah, was it help online or something like that? I didn't even look at it. To be fair, uh, obviously I have a screen, which obviously yeah, other people can't. Same thing does come up. What's wrong with that? That is fucking normal. Oh, we've got a before and after here, mate. So she's she's the hip dip's gone because I'm guessing she's wearing padded trousers. That is the only single thing I think. Always had surgery. The fitness blogger that wants you to love your hip dips. Go on, girl. It's a shame that this is on a Cosmopolitan website, but I mean, I hang on, here, we, here we go. So I'll show you this one. Like, yeah. I wouldn't even, like, as a as a as a bloke, a red-blooded bloke, I would not look at her. And, do you know the first thing I would notice on that? Fucking hell, girl, quads. Yeah, quads for days. Like, I'm not even fucking looking. Like. Yeah, hip, I don't think blokes did make it because hip dips is so fucking. Looking, I, I know we do the fire gap. I think we, I say we, obviously not us two, but being the thing is, whenever we talk about this stuff, being white males, we've won the genetic lottery. I understand that we don't go through the struggles that people have with their body image. I know we do have struggles with body image. Don't get me wrong. We yeah, both yeah. have personally, we've discussed personally with each other, but we don't have these fabricated. Issues. Our issues are for when we we were fat. Like we were fat, pretty much. Yeah. We could solve our problems. Um, thigh gaps can't really solve. I mean, you can to an extent. Hip dips. I I like to say hip dips are even the things ridiculous to me. Like it's because like in theory, if you was to get a bigger bum, you might lose the impression that they disappear. But at the same time, it might increase. I, I don't fucking know the answer to that. So it's like I don't know what I would suggest to someone who goes, oh, how can like apart from saying they don't exist. Do you know what I mean? Like it's I, I, again. I would just say, look, it's it's part of you. It's 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 heart. It's really heartbreaking when someone comes to you going, "Can you get rid of my hip dips?" Because someone on Instagram says they're ugly. You're like, "Fuck off." But there was. Did you know? So there was one day on this world that hip dips didn't exist. Yeah, probably. It wasn't that long ago. Someone went onto Instagram and was like. This weird gap here, I hate it. I fucking hate it. That happened between 
now in 2015 and we we don't know when it happened. I not couldn't tell you when. It's only been very recently that hit bits have come in. I'm like, what? For me personally, yeah, but when you look at the pictures that I was looking at for an example then, some of them were slightly older. So it's clearly been a thing that I'm yeah. maybe I'm out of touch um with influencer reality. I don't follow influencers, I try not to um follow too many people as a whole in general to be yeah. fair. No, I don't like that. I think most inf- most influencers are only in it to try and get views. I've got a theory of why hit dicks exist or why people talk about them. It just seems like another idea of content that these influencers are doing for their 400 glute exercise video. (laughs) Yeah. Also, like hip dip, it's cute, it rhymes. Someone who's new to fitness will go, oh, hip dip. It sounds like a hip thrust. Yeah, it does a little bit. (laughs) Like if someone said, oh, yeah. I did my bad, my barbell hit dip there. I won't correct him. I think you should no. hip thrust. That's fine. I um, whilst we're on this subject of hip thrusts, the amount of people that do them wrong as well fucking drives me mad. But that's a different discussion for a different day. So, girls, if you have got hip dips, love them because yeah, because I have never ever like looked at hit dips ever but even if I did I wouldn't go oh they're ugly nah fuck that plus I've got massive calves so you know no one's perfect like abnormal abnormally large calves to the point that it's actually a little bit embarrassing I've had to start buying elasticated jeans I'm not I'm, no I'm sorry but saying you've got embarrassingly large calves is like saying I've got an embarrassingly large penis like that's a brag and you fucking know it right if anybody has ever gone do you know what I prefer? Calf or penis? Calf, then I'm your guy. Look, <laughs> look, just say, oh, it's embarrassingly large. It, it, come on, that's a good thing. Hey, do you know what? It, like, I never, oh, thought, it was a, no, I never thought it was a thing until I started training uh, in a gym. And like, the amount of people go, your calves are massive. And I'm like, yeah, I've, I've got to buy jeans two, two, three sizes bigger. Just a just bit. Just all the time. I need to stop squatting. That's what it is. Keep the bad boys out. Wear shorts 24-7. I'm all about shorts, mate. See, there they are. Look. Boom. Fucking enormous. I just showed them my car. It looked like a ball sack. <laughs> it looked like a ball sack. Brilliant. Fuck's sake. Right, your second discussion. This is the one I want to talk about. I don't but- say that because I'm going to get it wrong again, aren't I? Um, we've just discussed it slightly. Go on. So um, that's the the trend recently of celebrities. Fuck the order around you bastards! <laughs> yeah, right, okay, let's talk about donuts then. Let's go. I'm going to make it link to the podcast. So what do you? So how? Who asked you about donuts? And what about? Right, so I'll give a shout out to Claire. So um, well, there's a shopping hall that's just opened recently. Uh, you've probably seen my post today about that. Yeah, I yeah. There's a donut shop called Revival in Hull, and honestly, I tied a bit into the donut the other day, and I thought, fuck me, have I never had a proper donut before? Because it didn't taste like what I was expecting it to taste like. Right. So now I'm thinking, all my life have I been having these cheap fabricated things that they're calling donuts? That's how good this shit was. Okay. <laughs> wow. So there's, there's always, I'm guessing there'll always be some local donut shop that literally sells donuts or. Um, so Revival Donuts in Hull is quite a goffy place to play rock music in there makes um, it fucking banging 
I might go yeah, for it. Yeah, obviously when I'm walking in there, I do stick out a little bit, but I don't give a shit. Like, the donuts are good. Um, but I've been in a few times now, so um, I think they're very familiar with me. Okay. I'm trying to do a collaboration with them somehow. Like, I feel, um, this is, like say, is this like a fucking plug for them? I, I will happily plug the shit out of them. Happily, if, we, if I get something out. So why are we talking about donuts? Like I thought no, there was going to be like a. Watch you it off because donuts in particular. Um, it, I say donuts, but it's more sweet-based things. If that makes any right. sense. So we're basically talking but, about food. Brilliant. Let's go. So importantly, but yeah. So this donut the other day, I bit into it, and I was like, wow, I've, I've never had a donut before. So this shop they have. Um, literally, they've got like they had bacon on one the other day. They had pretzels. They had salted caramel. That's what I had. It's just all these. The, the donuts were that big as well. Okay, so quite. The coffee was quite good. Quite substantial then. Yeah, so it's like big as my hand. Like I had to eat it in two. I, I still ate it one, but like you still had to eat it. You had to sort of think about yourself and your decisions in life, and then you had to go back into round two. Um, but it was absolutely gorgeous. So yes, yeah, so my client Paige. Uh, she wrote the way donuts on there. She's following me, by the way. She did. <laughs> her, her fucking art is ridiculously good. Yeah, she's um, every. She's made it a little thing now, and I really hope she's if she's watching or listening to this, she needs to stop in the nicest way. She keeps getting me gifts every week for PT, but she keeps I, popping them. I've noticed that. I'm like, I need more pages. I feel bad because all like. Um, I've given her a few uh, vegan protein bars back. That's all, that's all I've given back to her. Um, vegan, then, like, yeah. Her partner is. Um, ah, okay. So she, so she does. I mean, I saying that he had bacon today, so he's back off. The I don't know about him publicly with vegan court, but. Um, okay. But yeah, so he does. He had vegan at the time. He was he was vegan when I give it when I give her the protein bars and the protein. Um, I, I once had a client that bought me for Christmas like three hundred quid of Lululemon stuff. I was like, fucking hell. I feel really bad taking this, but I did. Being in York, a client gave me a Fitbit. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so uh, when you're a good PT, mate, people start... One of my clients works for um, Lego and got me a 50% off code. 50? Fucking hell. Yeah, hence why I have spent the last three weeks building a new Lego Nintendo. <laughs> but yeah, so she keeps topping these gifts every week, and it's like, fuck... Right, so the, the best gift, I hope I've got them nearby, I'm going to wear them today. Um, I've got like I'm, I'm socks. Just, yeah the Nike socks the green green tie-dye socks uh, and on the package it had my Instagram name on it too as well oh that's fucking sick that but is- yeah so like if you listen to this page I do love the gifts but don't bend over backwards to give me a Mac I'd really appreciate them but I feel guilty every time you come she, she got me one of the donuts she brought one to the gym and it was, it was really good Paige if you feel you know if you feel you have to give a personal trainer presents all the time I'll give you my address. <laughs> um, but going back to donuts, I actually have a donut tattoo. There he is. It's green as well. It's green <laughs> and I don't know if you've noticed my arm, it's all Star Wars tattoos. It's a Yoda donut. It's a Yonut. Oh shit. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. There's levels to that. There you go. I, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of donuts and this leads me on to something that I have constantly got to tell not just my clients but everyone and it's the oh but aren't donuts bad fuck off there's no such thing as bad food just a bad diet fucking losers pisses me off um when when we say this like my instagram bios literally i teach people how to lose weight live a normal life it does sound like a bit but like 
I'm not just saying this to get more clients. It's fucking true, though. Like, my, uh, my, my, yeah, work out your calories for the week. This is PT 101, everyone. Yeah, uh, work out your calories for the week. Um, and then obviously divide that by seven. That's your daily average per day. Yeah, if you put a fucking Saturday night out and you feel like you're gonna go off the rails, I'm not expecting you to track your fucking calories every drink you drink. Just take 100 or 200 off what you've worked out each day. Bang, you can have your Saturday night out and you're still probably under on your week. That's diet. I do um, something very similar. So I give clients the option. We can either do daily calories or we can do weekly. If you do weekly, I'm going to make you start on a Friday. Reason being, if you go out on a Friday night and drink like an absolute piece, you then got to eat fucking Rivita for the rest of the week. That's because you made that choice. I like that. It's, it's a good way of doing it because the amount of people, and I used to do it, I go out on a Friday and Saturday night, smash the fuck out of the tequilas and Jaeger bombs. What do we all do on the way home? Cheesy chips. What do we all do the next day? Hungover McDonald's. What do we do after that? Roast dinner at Mum's. What do we do after that? Hungover Domino's. And it's no wonder that these people, do you know, it's always the people that go out every single Friday and Saturday are the ones that are massively overweight and they go, well, I don't eat a lot. No, you don't, but you smash through a litre and a half of tequila every night and you're on speed dial with fucking dominoes. No wonder you're in the shit state that you are. And it's, it's, once you work out people's calories and then it's like you're, it's like you're giving them the control of their diet. I don't believe in diets. I don't know what you think of them, but I just think if I turn around to say you and I go, right, you can only eat porridge, natural yogurt, chicken and rice, but I don't like porridge and natural yogurt, tough shit. You'll never stick to that. Yeah, I wouldn't. So you can't expect to go to Sally. Hey, Sally, I know you've been eating turkey twizzlers and chips every day for dinner for the last 15 years, but I want you to now eat nothing but whole foods. She won't do it because it's a completely radical change. Instead, just go, right, we'll just tailor this, tailor that. We'll, you know, we'll work this out. Right, just reduce your portion sizes, switch your Coke to Diet Coke, little changes makes it way more sustainable. I've got clients who, to this day, don't track calories whatsoever. Uh, I know that's the most anti-PT thing ever, but I did a post about this about three weeks ago. Um, using your hand for portion control and things like that, that works yeah. perfectly fine as well. Yeah, uh, It's not as accurate, granted, it's going to be accurate, but you don't want to, similar thing we mentioned with the bodybuilder thing earlier, I would rather someone lose a little bit of weight than fucking loads of weight in seven weeks and yeah. still have a healthy relationship with food. 100%. Like... Like calorie counting for me kind of saves me in some respects, um, but I, I haven't tracked a calorie now since fucking hell since like February, and I've not put on like I lost a couple of kilos through lockdown. I've gained a couple here and lost a couple there, but do you know what? I'm, I'm comfortable as I am. I'm quite happy. Yeah. So I put a, a stone and a half on, or just under a stone and a half while lockdown. Um, came back into the gym back end of July. Felt shit about myself, mate. I was like, what the fuck? Actually, I, I remember that. Yeah, I remember you posting about that as well. And I was like, fucking hell. So um, I felt dog shit, mate. So what I did was the worst thing that anyone does, and if any of my clients ever did this, I would tell them off, but I'm a hypocrite. I put myself on 1,600 calories. Um, That's, yeah, wow. This was the same week classes came back to. Oh, so fuck I was on the floor for 30 hours. I was doing 12 hours for the gym. And within them 12 hours, I was doing two spin classes, two LBTs, and a turn class. Um, yeah. It was barely around 4,000 calories a day. 
lo and behold, I lost it two weeks. Two weeks. And guess what? Next Friday, I went out for mate's birthday, put a top on, it was too baggy in the arms, and then I felt shit again. So <laughs> you can't win, can you? Yeah, so that's the point I'm making. So just because you can lose weight doesn't mean you should all the time. Yeah. It's funny you mention I've got um uh, so I'm actually going into the gym later on. I don't normally work on a Sunday, but I do like one a month. Um, and one of my clients, um, she's a friend of mine actually. I won't name names, but she did over lockdown like um, like one of these six week boot camp things. Um, so again, quite restrictive on calories, like loads of hit, loads of hit. And give her credit where credit's due. She did lose a lot of weight, but she did. I think two of these six-week boot camps and the other day she posted on her Instagram and I just, you know, um, and I thought to myself, I didn't say this to her, I've since told her, but I thought to myself, fucking hell, she's gotten really skinny, like really skinny, like to the point that it doesn't look good anymore. And then she posted a video of her doing deadlifts and me being me, I was like, what the fuck is this? You're, you know, we need, you know, blah, 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 like your form shit. And it's, again, she was like, oh, you know, I'm feeling really bad at the minute. Like, yeah, I've lost all this weight. But similar to what you just said, I put on this dress that looked banging on me a year ago. Now it just looks like it, it just looks baggy and shit now. So okay. I've got her coming in today and I'm just going to sit down and go through proper technique on deadlifts. And I'm just going to say to her, look, you know, you've lost loads of weight. It's now time to start building a bit of muscle mass. Put her yeah. back on. Putting weight on is not a bad thing. Um, I again there's another female that she isn't a client of mine but she is a friend um, and she went from like super duper skinny to her first met her she's now put like all this weight on she's got like womanly curves and every time I see her I'm like fucking hell you actually look glowing you look amazing you've completely transformed and it's you know she's put on weight so putting on weight is not the end of the world if anything it might make you look better might make you feel better even things like like you'll just feel like just bettering yourself because you have more energy like I've been I've been at a stage where I was like I'm a big bloke I'm nearly 17 stone I got down to 14 stone 3 and I was determined to get to under 14 stone to the point that I restricted to 1400 calories a day which you can imagine a bloke of my size is fucking ludicrous yeah and I passed out on the gym floor and that was the day that I went, nah, fuck this. And then I went and ate everything in the world, and here I am. So I'm sitting at around 13 and a half right now, and I think it's too light. I don't mean that I don't like a gym bro, I want to look fucking, I want to wear like string of vests everywhere and things like that. But right now, in my opinion, I know PTs don't look like anything these days, but I like to think that anyway. But I'm in myself, I'm like, I don't really look like a PT at the moment. So it's like, I'm now on straight away. So the, the two weeks after I lost all that weight, I didn't track anything um, because I got so fucking drawn out with it. I just the sight of the My Fitness Pal app. I was like, "Fuck, get off yeah. it!" Man, I haven't been on it in months, and I still get notifications. So I'm on it so last, last Monday, obviously, I put a story on, and I'm back on it again. I trained five times last week. I've got a, a session at two o'clock today, but I'm going to go in beforehand, so I'm going to train. That'll be my sixth day this week, so I'm back on it this week, and it's and I've had a bit more as well. It feels fucking good to be honest. I've had two curries this week. I had takeaway last night. And I'm still under my calories for the week right now as it stands, yeah. so do you know what I mean? So it's perfectly fine. Whilst, whilst we're talking about curries, one of my uh, clients owns a curry house, the new Bengal takeaway in Andover. 
if anybody from my local area is listening, go. It is fucking dynamite. What's your curry order just out of curiosity? Um, so it normally changes, but on, was it Monday I had it? On Monday I had a chicken dance at Kima Rice and Kima Naan. You don't sound uh, depressed. It's all right, it's all right. Okay, what, what, what's, what's your go-to? Two, I, I've got two go-tos. Um, Lambuna. Yeah, I quite like a Lambuna. Or a Sagaloo, I do like a Sagaloo. Um, I get pilau rice, uh, Peshwari, that's what I was thinking about, the Peshwari. <laughs> Fuck off, I, I hate coconut, so Peshwari now I could get in the bin. <laughs> I hate it. I remember the first time I had a Peshwari now and I was like, what, this is amazing. Nah, I hate them. Like, Who decided to make this pig piece of bread and thought, put coconut in it? Genius. No. <laughs> agree to disagree on that. I, I hate coconut. It's, a, it's one of the very few foods I just cannot, I can't stand. Like, coke, if someone's cooked with coconut oil, I can eat it. But when someone goes, here's a fucking Thai curry, I'm like, right. Again, I'll still eat it because I'm not rude. Um, it's more, yeah, just the more the texture. Like, if it's like, like, the flavor. See, I get that. I can see what I'm asking. Fuck off. Um, but yeah, donuts. Brilliant. Love them. What's the best donut? Um, I do yeah. like having custard filled donuts. Having what donut? Okay, it's got a custard inside it. Controversial. My favourite donut. Right, um, yeah, this is my choice. A Lidl's jam donut. Because they're about 13, they're about 13p. They've got loads of jam in it. In a bag there? Down hey. south. Do you do you have things that are less than a pound down south? Less than a pound? Yeah. Not a lot, but yeah. <laughs> Everything's fucking expensive down there. Mate, I tell you what, I went to Leeds a few years ago. Um when I I was doing a DJ gig there, because I am also a DJ, believe it or not. And the guy that I went back to the guy's house who like organised the party, and when he told me how much his house was, I was like, "Fucking hell, mate, that's well cheap. Like you'd be lucky to get a bin that price." I down. think Paul's got the cheapest house prices in the country. It's a shit hole, to be fair, but <laughs> <laughs> still. But yeah, reason, that's one of the reason why I moved back from York because York was extortionate. Really, I was paying five hundred pounds for a flat with a six-bedroom shared. Fuck me. Pound less and get a two-bedroom house here. How much? The uh, £450 rent at the moment for a two-bedroom house. Fucking hell, that's pretty good. I pay, so I live with a mate of mine and I pay 450 but we're in a three-floor townhouse. It is her house, to be fair, but still. But yeah, Andover is, because it's, uh, there's a lot of London workers here, because like the train goes straight to London, the price, the house prices have gone up. But yeah, it's funny you mentioned yeah. that. Is there anything less than a pound? Not a lot. Not a lot, That's when, especially like um, I shouldn't really be slating where I work, but I work in a like a very commercial leisure centre, and they they've got a fucking vending machine with chocolate bars in it. Which, whilst a minute ago we were saying there's no such thing as bad food, but then at the same time we don't have a vending machine. So I worked at fuck it, I will name them Snap Fitness in Andover. Um, See, I knew what I said, but I wasn't going to call them out. I was going to let you do it. <laughs> but it's the first time I have called them out, to be fair. Um, only because they've gone down the fucking toilet recently. But the one thing that I really liked, and Pure Gym have these as well, they have vending machines with 
uh, protein drinks, energy drinks, protein bars. And I'm yeah. like, why the fuck do we not have those? Like, we're a leisure center. No, instead we have knickknacks and Mars bars. I'm like, fucking hell. But they just don't, like, oh, we're a leisure center. You know, we have like, children's parties here and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I get that. But you also have, like, people like me who fucking live off Monster. Come on. So I bet you, do you know when you, do you ask them this? Can you change the vending machine? I have suggested to my gym manager, who's on board with it, but again, we have like a board of directors. I don't think you're such a wanker for asking that, like such a gym bro. Mate, I don't care. I would much rather have a machine that had like a protein drink in it, rather than, oh, I've left my protein at home. I've got to go all the way home, grab it, come all the way back. Maybe. David it's the same though. Like I used to train at David Lloyd briefly when I was younger, and their vending machines have got like chocolate and shit in them as well. It's. I'm not. On one oh, hand, it, it is counterproductive. Like you've done this banging workout, then you go and fucking buy four Snickers or whatever. But then let's say, like, just have both. Like if I want a Yorkie when I finish a training, or if I want a grenade bar, let me have the bloody choice. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll have both. Whatever. There we are. That's my little rant. Um, right. Your third and final discussion, which we should have done second, to be fair, but here we are. You wanted to talk about food, didn't you? Yeah. Um, yeah, so my third one is... My, my boiler's just gone really loud then. Um, my third subject is influencers slash celebrities using Instagram now to sell their fitness-based apps um, and claiming that they are tailored and things like that. And it's like... How does Chris Hemsworth know how to train me? I understand he's a big fucking guy, but so he's got his own app called Center, um, and that proves to be apparently a tailored app. I like Chris Hemsworth, I like his films he's in, but I just don't understand how that works. Do you know what I mean? It's like. Uh, so I'm with you on that. Again, I like Chris Hemsworth. He comes across as a nice guy, he's fucking hilarious. But first and foremost, I will highly doubt he's doing any work on an app he's got a team of people yeah no I understand but it, it, it's not just his app so that was the male point of view was the centre app in particular yeah, yeah. but still um, like, he's like the face of it so if say you or I went oh I really like Chris Hemsworth he's in good shape I'll sign up to his app part of you in your brain is going I'm paying into him but yeah, exactly. you're not, you're not, paying, not, in, you're not paying to him you're paying into his team then there's the other part you said. It might be someone who signed a deal for him. Like, he didn't even look. He's never been on the app, potentially. Do you know what I mean? It then, might not be people It might just be his name slapped onto it. Then you've also got, like, um, oh, you know, if I sign up, like, Chris Hemsworth's going to give me his workout plan. No, he's fucking not. He's too busy shooting Guardians of the Galaxy 3 or whatever, or the new Hulk Hogan film, which, let's be fair... If he is going to be replicating Hulk Hogan, he's going to be banging steroids on his no fucking tomorrow because he is not Hulk Hogan size. I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see it, though. I, I can't, can't wait see to see it either, but he's going to have to I'll put the balloon fuck up. I can't wait to see it. He's got, like, even when Hulk Hogan was at his leanest, he still towers Hemsworth. So it, it will be interesting. Plus, I really. Same time, what actor would you say could fill that role then? What, who could fill Hulk Hogan? Uh, yeah. His size. Um, 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 yeah, you've got a good point. To be fair, I can't think of anyone immediately. Um, 
Unless it's not it. Yeah, like it's it's the only people I can think of is like someone that's already wrestled, like you've seen as the new Batistas that are acting now. And that's pretty yeah. much it. You can't Batista to be Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Um, yeah, probably him. Yeah, Hemsworth, I reckon, probably is a good shout, but it'll be interesting to see how they do it because a lot, again, a lot of these Hollywood actors, and I'm going to name drop The Rock, um, who give it all Billy Big Spuds, like, mate, it's got nothing. He must be on steroids because he's fucking enormous. Like, abnormally enormous. And I wouldn't mind if, like, Hugh Jackman or The Rock just went, yeah, we found a load of, load of gears getting into shape. All right, cool. Does Jack, I swear Hugh Jackman admits it. I swear he does. He, probably, but I, I've i never had an issue with steroids. I'm very on the fence with it. Like, it can be beneficial, uh, especially for a man my age. As your test levels start to decline, it can help just bring it up a little bit. But if you are going to do steroids, be open about it. Like, don't claim, oh, I did five workouts a week and ate nothing but chicken. I got to this size. No, you fucking didn't, mate. Because I've done five workouts a week and eat nothing but chicken. I never got that big. <laughs> but fuck off. Um, but yeah, the yeah these these apps do piss me off. It's yes. Yeah, so it's Hemsworth from the mill. That was like a mill um, sort of example, but. Obviously, I train females. Females are typically my audience. I don't, that I don't, not that I don't train males, but I train 26 females, four males. So the balance outweighs yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm going to call these three people out. I know it's uh, it's because he's, t- he's shouting from down here and these are up there with their millions of followers and stuff. But it's the, there's a girl called Alex that did Love Island. She's got the Happy Body app. I've seen that myself and it's a crock of shit. The app itself is poorly made as well. Really? Mind you. Yeah, it's a shitty app. The Grace Beverly app, she's done really well in getting Even a community. The one I was going to call out. Yeah, so I will, I will commend her for uh, for her community that she managed to build with Shreddy, hundred yeah. percent. And that's the only nice thing I'll say about her. Plus, the bands are quite good because I use them for my clients. Yeah, they are decent. Uh, um, and Courtney Black's a recent one as well. So she started. She does these twenty-eight day challenges every month, and it's like I, I just don't understand how one how these youngsters like it's usually 18 potentially a little bit younger it's like the first ever example of personal training or what they think personal training is and it's a real fucking shame because any of those workouts they could have got off the internet like they could have like and i understand that you could say that about us but i would like to think when i'm paying when when someone pays me for online coaching the pain, they are just paying for the workouts, they're paying for the accountability as well. I've given free plans out. I've then messaged someone a month later saying, oh, did you get it done? No, I didn't. Fucking shock because there's no one pushing you to do it. Yeah. Um, and that's the same with these apps. So it's 10.99 a month, the Courtney Black one. I think it's 10.99 for the 28 days, sorry, for the challenge. And it's like, yeah, that's cheap as fuck, but it's like, when you've invested 11 pounds, is that really how much your body's worth now? Are you putting 11 pounds as your worth to look better, if that makes any sense? It's also like, um, I'll give a prime example, and this is not me having a go at pure gym in any way at all, but I- Shout out, I know where you're going with this, say it. I'll let you say it. I have a pure gym membership because it is cheap as fuck. But this is the point, so I have a a pure gym membership because it is cheap, it is fucking cheap. But it's the gym I use the least because it's the, do you know what I mean? Like if I paid, 
I mean, I know David Lloyd's tend to be quite expensive, but let's say I paid a David Lloyd membership and a Pure Gym membership, I'd be more likely to go to David Lloyd because yeah. I get my money's worth. Whereas for me, Pure Gym is it's not my weekend gym. Like I go there to get away from like where I work and so on and so forth. And it's, yeah, I think like subconsciously, if you're going, well, 10 quid for this app's really cheap, your subconscious, like like you said, is that all my body's worth? Are you likely going to be doing every one of those twenty-day challenges? Probably not. It's, it's, I thought when you mentioned Pure Gym, um, I shouldn't really say this, but I'm self-employed, so it's fine. But Pure Gym, if you go on their app, I'm going to go on it right now. You can get a tailored plan. Thank you. Um, for yeah, they do while lockdown as well. I'll, which I'll, is, I'll look at the same time because I've got their app as well. So, imagine. Um, you're a self, you're a self-employed personal trainer, um, and you don't know when you're going back to work. And you see on Instagram that they've now got an app for people, your clients, to get trained by. Train, here we go. Train. Create. Fuck off. Yeah, see, oh see. That's what I thought you were going with that. So there's that home and there's in gym. Is this Again, a, set your right? Hang on. I'm going to actually fill this in whilst we chat. <laughs> yes, I, I really hope I don't get in trouble for this again. I am self-employed. So I'd like to think I'd not. Right, let's People... go. For get stronger. Absolutely. Yeah, Intermediate. All right, advanced. Uh, we'll go five a week. Building your plan. Here we go. So it hasn't asked me. <laughs> it's not sure anything. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Hang on. Whoa. Hang on. First workout. Twenty-five exercises. Are you trying no, to that... kill me? Everything on there is a second. Oh, right, here we go. Right, so you're trying to get me stronger. I'm an advanced gym user, and you want me to do fucking ankle circles. Fuck off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, oh, so legs. I, 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 oh, here, oh, okay, so uh, to be fair, that's the warm up. Right, here we go. Training. Have you ever back, seen some squats, stiff leg deadlift, pyro jump? Yeah, that's that's gonna fucking ruin me. To be fair. I mean, <laughs> cooling down. I mean, to be fair, it's a good app. I'll give them that. So, yes, yeah, so I'm not going to start without pure demand, nothing. I understand that. So, please, if people see this, don't set me. But, um, but yeah, so it's just. It is good. Like, it's, it's not terrible, terrible. But then at the same time, it's taken away from you lot. Well, yeah, that's, that's the bigger issue. But at the same time, if someone doesn't want to pay me, that's fine. Like, I will get clients. I'm I'm at a situation in my life now where I don't have to chase people to pay me. I'm I'm very happy. But do not call it tailored. Do not call it customized. The only thing you've customized is how many days you're going to be in. That is the, that's not customization. And like, like you raised as well, it's all like this is a reason why I rarely post workouts on my Instagram. No one gives a fuck about my workout. No one gives a shit about what I'm doing in the gym. And like you've said a couple of times, it's so easy nowadays for like, oh, I can't afford a PT. I know, I'll go on Instagram, I'll look at this, I'll grab their workouts. But it's all well good getting a workout, but are you doing it properly? No. Do you even have a remote clue about your nutrition? No. Are you putting yourself in a progressive overload? Probably not. Are you pushing yourself to, you know, to like a, a, a limit? Probably not. So you're getting these young people, and I'm not trying to go young people, but just from my experience, you get these young people who buy these programs, 
they do the workout, they're doing it with such pathetically low weight that they're not going to get any results. Still going out on the weekend and getting pissed and doing lines of fucking cocaine on the toilet. Not so much anymore, but you get the idea. And then they go, oh, but I've, you know, I've tried everything and it's not working. It's like, well, you haven't though, have you? You've not had someone like you or I who's been through that. You know, I went from being fat been ridiculously skinny to them bulking out so i've done the entire cycles so i know what it takes and what you have to do in order to do it and the workout is isn't even the most important bit it's the least important bit in my opinion it's everything else around it it's like i and i hate the term neat and i blame deer and cartel for rinsing neat up but you know, are you getting your neat up are you so, for example, I will park as far away as I can from Tesco's, so I have to do those extra steps. You know, I will, if I have an hour off from the gym, I've got an hour gap, I'll go and have a wander around the town centre and grab a coffee rather than driving home. Little things like that. And your nutrition as well. Like, if you're trying to bulk, then, yeah, get the calories. In. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so, like you said, the workout is probably the least important bit. Out of all of it, yeah. Saying that, <laughs> what? Imagine past trainer saying that. But it is true though. Like it's all well and good. Like like we said, with these apps, you can get any fucking dog shit workout. Go to the gym, do the workout. But are you, you know, are you really doing the workout? Like again, not naming names, but there was a a young girl at the gym, and uh, she was like seventeen, so proper young. And I've noticed that she was coming in every day at the same time doing the same exercises and I just went up to her look what are you actually trying to achieve because you haven't changed your body composition in over a year what's going on oh you know I actually want to get a bigger butt right okay well you need to start lifting heavier because you're lifting fucking four kilo dumbbells on an RDL it's going to do nothing for you you need to get to progressive overload you need to start eating more and she just again she was just like but no, I'm not going to be more. I don't want to get fat. Fucking hell. Right, like, she will come around at some point. Like, but it's, I don't blame the girls that are in these scenarios. It's what they see on Instagram. So yeah. I had a scenario last week. This is why I, this subject got brought up to me was, um, it was just kind of, so I, I've got this free PT competition at the moment in the gym. You just put your details down. Yeah, in two that. weeks time, I'll announce the winner. A girl saw it. Um, I've talked to her a few times in the gym, give her pointers. I've actually fucking helped her, yeah. actually, while I say. And she went to me. Before you carry on, I do think that it's really important for personal trainers to be walking the gym floor and giving pointers yeah. and advice. There's a number of PTs in my area who will point blank refuse to give out any information because they feel it has to be behind a paywall. And I'm like, nah, nah, mate. Prime example, look at Warzone. Call of Duty. Download Warzone for free. You play it for a little bit. Actually, I quite like this. I'll go and buy the full game. It's the same with PT. In. You know, yeah. oh, that, that geezer there has helped me out. He, you know, spent like 20 minutes doing yeah, this. I'm more than likely to go to him or her. We need to perceive value to them, and we don't. We can't measure that value. They, they, they measure that. Yeah. So perceived thing, like, um, but yes, like I've, I've given a few pointers here and there. Um, I've discussed nutrition more than anything with her, if anything. Um, but she's pretty much stereotypical. You've just described there. She's a little bit older than that girl there. Um, I will be tagging this afterwards as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> but so she she just said to me, she went, "What can I learn from you that I can't find on YouTube?" 
I just walked up. I'm like, fucking having this. <laughs> I just walked you know up. What? I'm like, come on, fucking get to me. You're not going to be there, are you? Are you having a laugh? Like, he's fine. Yeah, like, he's got a few results from doing, I think she does like the, the shreddy stuff, granted. Yeah. But the, the results are going to be limited. And there is a point where I do think she's plateauing now. She has been hitting it hard since July. She did a lot while lockdown as well. So yeah. she's got the commitment. The commitment's there. But I it was just a bit left field thinking, it's a bit rude. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's. It is like, a little uh, bit. Like, I, like, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, are you fucking having a laugh? I, I, did, I didn't want. I just walked off. I was like, come on, hon. Like, yes. I mean, like, it's just one of the things. It's like, but the thing is, if she thinks like that, I think to myself, I don't get mad at her. I'm like, fuck, that's what a lot of people might think. And then that's when, like, imposter syndrome sits in as well. It's like, fuck, maybe they can. And that's that, these apps are helping us. But that, it's not a financial reason that I do, I mentioned this, to be honest. Um, like, it's purely not a financial reason. It's the perceived perception of what online coaching now is going to become because of this lot of these yeah. people doing this but i mean it's it's quite sad but i'd be better off charging 10 pound a month putting generic plans on my app and never speaking to this person yeah like it's, it's like for these people uh, and the only person i will exempt actually is two no one person i will exempt james smith's academy is fucking decent because at least you do actually get uh, Taylor plans because he hires I think it's like six or seven PTs to, and you actually have direct communication with one oh, of them at any time so I did Sonny Webster's um, academy not having a go at it um, because I don't need Sonny Webster telling me what I'm doing or whatever but you do have the option to send your lifting videos to him and he'll review them or whatever and again he's got a set of I'm not going to say generic plans because they are very specific. But again, there's like 10 different plans you can pick and you can work your way through them and blah, 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 blah. And something like that, which is very specific. So I did his 40-day squat program and fuck me, my legs got massive. But you're not going to get that on a shreddy plan, are you? You're not going to get a 40-day squat program designed for the PB. You're a trainer buying a program. You understand the mindset that needs to be required. But yeah. these, these younger girls, they don't know any better at this point. And that's it, not a bad thing on them. It's not their fault. They but... look at this Grace Beverly and go, she's got massive ass. If I do her program, I will also get a bigger ass. And you have to go, well, actually, Grace is probably in a calorie surplus. Videos have been, uh, sorry, pictures have been edited. She's been progressively training over like, years. You haven't. Yeah, Grace Beverly was a thing when I started uni. That was seven years ago now. Like, she's been doing it a while now as well. Yeah. So, yeah, set, like, it's so years. Yeah, it's like... But, yeah, so it's it's the perceived perception of what coaching now is become, and it's a bit frustrating, to be honest. Um, So, like, someone could say my prices for online coaching is more expensive. Spoiler, it's more expensive than Grace Beverly. Um. Then that's perceived expensive, but then they'll then spend two hundred pound on Gymshark each week. Oh, that's such a... It's like oh, fucking hell, yeah. But it's like so you'll spend literally three hundred pound on gym gear, but you won't pay three hundred pounds for coaching. Yeah, where, oh. where's the priority line that? And again, I'm not going to tell people you need to line up your priorities just because I need my rent paid. Don't worry, I'll be safe. I'll be fine with that. But it's just a case of. Where do your priorities literally lie? So is it wearing the brightest gym shot leggings in the gym or is it 
hiring a coach that's going to fucking help you look better in them leggings because you buy two pairs instead of six pairs and I can make you look better than them two instead of wearing the six pairs once every day of the week. Yeah, yeah there's uh, yeah, there's definitely definitely some truth in that. So there'll be there'll be do I shall I name drop this girl? Yes, I will. So again, not going to name names, and I doubt she'll listen. But if she does, it's you, hun. She bought one of my booty building programs, um, and it is, it's, a, so people will see booty building and go, ooh, I'm intrigued. And every time I warn them, look, I'm warning you now, this is a fucking hard program. There's heavy squats, there's heavy deadlifts, there's heavy hip thrusts, and it's five days a week. It is brutal. Are you sure? And they go, yeah, 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 yeah. So this one girl paid for it. She went, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, all right, did it. And then every time I saw the gym, she was doing something completely different and doing the wrong reps and everything. I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? What? Why? Why bother buying this program if you're not going to do it? Yeah. And it's the same with like, like you just said there, why would you spend 300 quid on Gymshark leggings? Which, if I'm going to be brutally honest, Gymshark is wank. It's only decent if you buy during the Black Friday sale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got two items from 2016 sale. I got obviously green. I got a green top and a green hoodie, um, like a like a bow and get one free offer. There yeah. are two items of clothes. That's funny that you said that actually. Black Friday. No, the only time I will buy uh, Gymshark is during a Black Friday, and that's and I normally go for. So, oh my clothes were all over there. I bought yeah, are you, are you like, a stringer vest. I've seen we like that on it. Yeah, I've got a couple of those stringer vests. Um, just because I get really hot when I train, um, and yeah, the nipple does point out, but fuck it, get over it. I, I'm pretty old. I wear pretty much like the general sporting brand, so like majority wear Nike. Like, yeah, I've done a lot of Nike shit because it's too much. So I trust. Yeah, I wear a lot of Nike. Um, so today, for example, I'm wearing Lululemon, Lululemon shorts because they're fucking phenomenal. Uh, but in, in terms of Gymshark, I've only really got, I've got a couple of their vests. Uh, one pair of shorts and I've got they did a really nice bright yellow hoodie and a really nice white digital camo hoodie but again I paid 50% less for them because it was on the Black Friday sale yeah. I paid full price for it because I don't think the quality is any good and I think if you are if you are going to spend money on gym gear like invest in a good like I'm not saying gym shark shit like not at all um, but I, I personally think you get better brands and yeah, quality for slightly more like um, Riderwear, Lululemon, Sweaty Betty, like all far superior. Yes, the leggings are eighty quid a pair, but they will fucking last. Whereas gym yeah. fall apart. Um, I'm not people not to buy a load of gym gear and pay for me instead, or pay for yourself, or pay for every other PT that you see in your local gyms. But it's just it's you need to take those priorities. Like you're more. Like you're, I'm not telling someone to review the finances in any kind of way, but it's. You can't tell me or you or anyone else that coaching's expensive and then do that and yeah. then pay these ten pound. Um, that body app in particular, that one, I've been on that app. It's, it's a pile of shit, mate. It's, uh, well, I'll have to check it out. What's it called? So you, you've got you've got to pay for it to have access to it. So I had a consultation with a girl and yeah. she was on it while lockdown and I was walking through the app, just like how we just did with the Pure app. Yeah, and it was like laggy. I'm granted I use an app called PT Man for my training, which isn't fantastic, but I pay for that myself. I don't, my clients don't pay for it. But I thought, with this being some sort of Love Islander kind of thing, it's happy body, something like that, um, 
I was just going through it and it was like lagging and it's like I know it's not just about the app it's about the training itself but there was an app it was, it was a training it said 28 day plan it wasn't it was a 5 day plan that repeated so oh. day 6 was the same as day 1 and then day 7 was day 2 so it just went like that and you're supposed to train every day of the entire 28 days while locked down um, there was no way of adding, adding me your sets and reps on there and it was just like I was like and women this one was funny as well so like again so you've got these young girls that are paying for these apps and it's like they now do, they've now become disgruntled with ever paying for coaching ever again because yeah. they've been banned by these apps do you know what I mean and it's it's the perception of them in my opinion quite straight so my um, I, I, I only have two plans that I sell one's a strength plan and one's this booty building plan only charge 20 quid for them that's six weeks and i guarantee you you'll get better results in those six weeks than you'll ever get from doing these wanky fucking 10 pound a month plan things because like you said you'll pay it's going back to wrestling it's like the wwe network i pay 10 pound a month for that how often do i actually go on and watch it once a month for a pay-per-view if i'm lucky so i'm paying for it yeah getting the most out of it whereas if it was £300 a month for the WWE Network. I'd be on it all the fucking time watching classic Royal Rumbles all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it, like the more you and it's get, like, the more you get out of it, I say. I'm saying, like, I'll never discredit a PT for too expensive. If, if, in my opinion, I think I'm too cheap, and but that's because of the results I've got with my clients. But, like, PT shouldn't be worried about being too cheap or too, I mean, too expensive, sorry, because the accountability level of things the moment you put a bigger sort of it doesn't have to be paid the higher the stakes the more you're going to put into it as simple as that it's yeah. not always about money it could be you could make like some sort of bet like oh yeah I've got to drink, stop drinking um, for November if I don't do everything that my PT's told me like, there's always stuff you can do that yeah. isn't always based on money so the moment you put a higher stake on something fucking you best believe you're going to start doing more or you're going to start listening to the actual advice that you've been given do you know what I mean it's like but yeah, so I, I, that's why I wanted to talk about that, and it's to pay for someone's app just because they've got thirty million followers is a bit ridiculous as well. But it's, that's something we'll never solve. It's just it's a revenue stream for these people. Like they'll just look at their bank account and go, "Wicked, cool." But like, also as well, like let's say, like if let's say five of their monthly subscribers stop subscribing, Grace Baby doesn't give a fuck. That's yeah. That's, if I lost five online clients, I'd be like, whoa, 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 what the fuck is going on? What have I done? What can I do to improve? And this yeah. is the thing as well, like, like you've got direct feedback with your coach. So you could, it, just now, for example, I caught one of my clients on Instagram eating a massive fucking Chinese. And I was like, right, so you moaned last week that you've not lost any weight and you're doing this are you taking the piss and she went actually yeah fair point and it's like I'm not trying to be a dick about it but at the same time it's you've paid me to kind of go what the fuck you doing yeah seriously like, do like, put that drink down don't, don't have another one you know, yeah um, so I, I saw something on Instagram literally midway through lockdown regards to the Courtney Black app uh, a girl tagged the progress of watching from that workout, like a, like a Apple Watch, going, oh, I did this while doing their live stream. And she pays for the Courtney Black sort of stuff. And she did a screenshot of Courtney Black liking her, like, the message. She didn't even reshare it on her own feed. She just liked the message. 
and she's bragging about it. I was like, if you're fucking buzzing that your trainer is interacting with you, yeah, they are loving you. Like, I should be contacting you. Yeah, I should, I should like, be like bugging you, going, what the fuck? If she's liking it like that, she means she can't be asked to speaking to you. She doesn't have anything to say to you when you do that. We all do that, don't we? Or women are rush. So yeah. she didn't even share it. She just literally went, did it, two taps on her message. And she's like, took a picture of it, going, oh, my Courtney Black like my comment. She didn't give a shit. Jono makes that even funnier. When James Smith was uh, doing his business seminar, he openly said that if he gets like busy or he's got a busy day, he'll pay someone to go through his messages and just double tap stuff. Yeah. It might not even be her. It might be some fucking someone in India in a call center who's just liked your, you know, it's just liking all the messages. So it might not even be them, but yet. But you... it's the perception your coach should be talking to you. I won't say 24 seven, but. I do voice notes all the time. Yeah, so we've done voice notes together, haven't we? But like, to to be buzzing the fact that your coach knows you exist is ridiculous. You've just given them ten pound. You might be giving them one hundred and twenty pound in this year. Yeah, and you're amazed that they know you exist. Like, come on now. That's fucking ridiculous. And yeah, when you put it like that, it is batshit bonkers. And it's but then it works everywhere, I suppose. Like, you know, I I. I know other personal trainers that are so focused on the money rather than anything else that it's a detriment to them. It's like, don't worry about the money. The, the reason I got into PTing was nothing to do with money. Yes, okay, PTs can make an absolute shit ton of cash, but you don't see the years of graph we had to put into it. Like, like you just said, working 12-hour days, having to give up three sessions at the start, when I first started, I had a full-time job and I was PTing on the side. So I was doing long old days, getting bollocks by my boss, then going to the gym and then training people, training weekends, doing this, doing that, have to do your own tax returns, having to like do all this studying, having to do this, and then, oh, you charge £40 an hour? Fuck off, mate. If your car broke down and it needed four new tyres and four new wheels, like, you'd be disgruntled, but you'd pay that. Like, you wouldn't think yeah. twice about it. Yeah. If your doctor goes, you're going to die, sort it out, like, you don't get a trainer or you don't go to the gym. And it's like, uh, yeah. It's just, personal not, trainers and just personal trainers either. They're, 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 I wouldn't say the life coaches, which is quite corny, but we're life coaches, we motivate people. We're agony ants in sessions as hey, well. We're, like, we're, we're fucking counselors. Yeah, like, we do pretty much everything past our pay grade and we're fucking happy to do it because we want to do it do you know what I mean it's it's just one of those things that we're happy to do um, so it, that's why I talk about these apps because the, the, that element of personal is not there it's, it's just training toilet training app don't call it a personal training app yeah. like it we let's say we're counsellors we're agony ants we're motivators we're nutritionists to an extent obviously legally we're not allowed to give too much nutrition away yeah. um, we write programmes we have to organise all our sessions around everybody else to work with each other. That's why I call it a green team because we all work together. Like, yeah, all these millions of things going on at once, and that's why I do think we are worth it. Do you know what I mean? It's oh, absolutely worth worth. And then you look at like look at the back stuff as well. Like, we have to pay gym rent. We have to, you know, sometimes we have to pay for our uniforms. Uh, we have to, you know, if you have a real job. Like all your stationery is provided for you. 
mine isn't. I've got to go out and buy notepads, clipboards, fucking iPads, MacBooks. I've got to buy all this shit, and it's not cheap. And then, <laughs> for the Mac <laughs> not cheap but then like you said like our gym rent is probably more than the rent on your flat so we pay that on top of everything else and then oh you're really expensive yeah my overheads are fucking astronomical yeah so, you know you're paying me like you know some trainers will pay £20 an hour £30 an hour 40 50 60 fucking £100 an hour whatever your PT's charging you we don't get all of that we're lucky if we get a portion of that about a third, I'd say, maybe less. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that because you know, by the time you factor in, you know, and I jokingly say oh, I have to buy trainers all the time. Yeah, it's because I wear trainers all day, every day, and they fucking fall to bits. You know, especially when I'm skateboarding as well, like they fall apart. So I have to buy new trainers every once in a while. That goes out. Yeah, it's yeah, PTing, it's fucking expensive. Yeah, but we have to pay for overheads and shit and no one really thinks of that when they see it on the gym floor they just go oh expensive how much are you sorry what's your prices what's your prices like that on the gym floor that's all you get what are your prices what are you, how much are you how much you charge no, per hour do you know what if oh, I shouldn't really be admitting this but I'm going to if I get an inquiry and if that's the first thing they ask I won't respond I know um, that I think there is a potential to, um, I wouldn't say avoid the answer, but kind of carry them along to say, look, there is more important aspects than the price and things like that. I always try and grab people onto a phone call because... Yeah, avoid consultation. Like, yeah, like I do like to show people that we are humans and it's not just about the pricing because, yes, we're going to be more expensive than the £10 app, so please don't expect us not to be kind of thing. I didn't just want this to become like a rant about the money, but it kind of did become that because it's going to be. But it, for me, it's, it's the, the personal element that doesn't appear on these apps, but yeah. they're pretending that it does. That's what annoys me more than the pricing, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's like, like just then we said, like getting on a phone call, getting a consultation. There's no way Grace Beverly's ever going to phone you or ask you around for her fucking house with a glass of Prosecco to talk about your progress. It'll never happen. You'll yeah, like I... I do check to a trainer at least in, in cost of all my clients. Oh mate, I love a consultation. What's that? I love a consultation. Love yeah, it. Find out so much about people, and then, and again as well, like that's when you find out actually we I'm probably not the right trainer for you. This guy, on the other hand, yeah, will help you. Or this girl. Or one last thing, actually, uh, have we finished ranting about these shitty apps? Yes, don't buy them. That's that's my last point there. <laughs> Couple of questions, only because these have come up for me this week. What, yes, are your, what are your thoughts on personal trainers charging for consultations? That's ridiculous. Um, <coughs> it's fucking bullshit. What I would say with that is, is it just a consultation? Is that person coming away with anything at the same time there? That's I, that. All I've heard, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard through the grapevine that there is a trainer in my area that charges um, X amount for a consultation. And when I heard that, I just thought that's fucking mental. Like Therefore, that, that trainer can charge if someone speaks to him down the fucking street then, because a consultation is not a, it's, it's a guru term, it's a fucking chat. That's what a yeah. consultation is. So yeah. does he charge his fucking gram when he speaks to Heather? Or he or she? I, I don't know. 
Do you know what I mean? There's a level to that. What what context of a conversation all of a sudden? It's a chat. Yeah, like if... Like prime example. So over uh, over the last few weeks, I've been uh, I've been going to counselling, going to therapy. Best thing I ever fucking did. And at the start, he was like, "Right, we're going. I'll give you like a consultation, like just see if we'll work together." And at the end, I was expecting to pay for it. He went, "No, no, it's a it's a consultation. I'm not going to charge you for it." And yeah. I was like, "Fair fucking play." I've never charged for a consultation. I think it's mental. It would be like. Imagine going to Tesco's and they go, "Sorry, mate, if you want to browse, it's thirty quid." Like paying for entry, that yeah. Sorry, he's not a nightclub. He's paying for entry with that, isn't he? Really? Yeah. It's and then you could pay to get into a nightclub, go in and go. Actually, it's fucking shit in here. Come my money back. No, but I just, I just think it's daft. Um, second question, Nando's. What's your go-to? I've got a new order, and it's fucking brilliant. So okay, go on. Um, I was in bed the other week. I was thinking, I do like halloumi from Nando's. I do like the prego, prego roll, prego roll, whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah. What if I made it into a cheese toasty? So I went to Nando's about three weeks ago. Ooh. I got a butterfly burger. I get medium. I cover it in the Vusa sauce. Yeah. They don't have lemon, which is fucking going. So it was hot, all the extra hot. I can't remember which one. So I always ate it medium. I don't trust them putting my sauce on. I'll do that myself. Thank you. Yeah. Um, take the chicken out of the butterfly burger. Keep the halloumi in. I've now got two chicken breasts, and I've now got a halloumi bit. Like I basically got a cheese toasty. Um, sides will be spicy rice or chips, depending on what I'm feeling. And I always get matcha peas as well. My man, matcha peas. The halloumi sandwich is a game changer. I bet into. I was like, what have I done? This is incredible. You probably ruined everyone's diet. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> I tracked it. It was like 1,900 calories, but. Fucking hell, <laughs> love it. So, whilst we're talking about weird inventions, my old housemate, um, Ben Gardner, if you are listening, I fucking love you for this. Um, he was like, mate, what you want to do is get a butterfly chicken and then get garlic bread as a side. Then you have a garlic bread butterfly chicken sandwich. I was like, fuck. Oh. Yeah, I was like, fuck. Mate, that's a shout. On top of that, if you order halloumi, you can now have a halloumi... Garlic cheese toast. Yeah. We just combined to me and that Ben guy. We just formed together to make a, a mega sandwich. Oh, me. Um, five Guys, are you a fan? I've been once because there's one in York. Um, I, I've been once. I thought it was a bit of a price, but I'm guessing if I've been a few more times, I'd probably like it. But I've, been, I've had one in my life because there's one in York. Obviously, I've not been, I've not been in York. Go again. Get a peanut butter, Oreo and bacon milkshake. It is, yeah, it's fucking unreal. Yeah. World's worst PTs, get the fattest calorie milkshake you can. Any, yeah, the five guys, there's not many up north. I, I say north, if I say north, there's someone from Newcastle listening getting mad that I'm calling myself a northerner. Pulley's <laughs> in the north for anyone listening. It's 100% in the north. Um, anything below the Humber Bridge is considered the south, in my opinion. So I am close, granted, but still. Uh, but yeah, from Oxford for me is north. <laughs> so in. In the north, in general, there's not many five guys to be t- to be th- to be honest. I've been to one in York once, and that was it. Like it seemed pretty expensive for what you got, but I'm going to try it again if that makes any sense. Yeah, it is costly, but I, it's one of the very few burger joints that I feel is it's kind of like it's like if Burger King was on fucking gear. Like it's that it, like it's a takeaway burger, but it's so good, so fucking good. Um, 
Right, is there anything else you wish to discuss before we uh, before we wrap things up? Because I've got to go to work in 55 minutes and I really don't want I'll to. Make it, there's one last sort of command for everyone to do. A command? Uh, I've been doing command, yeah, sir. Uh, I'd started doing this while lockdown. This goes back onto the social media. What we've learned today in this chat is social media is toxic as fuck. So to solve that, I want everybody that's listening to this to unfollow five people a day. Um, wow, okay. Not randomers, not just for the sake of unfollowing people, but if you can't get to that five, that's fine. You're following the right people. You got to unfollow people that you compare yourself to, provide yeah. you no value, or you just if they if they send if they put a post out and you're like fuck that, why are you following them? Follow them. So yeah. Mate, three- do you know what? Quickly on that subject, uh, the girl that I was last dating would follow people. And she'd be like, oh, I fucking hate this girl. She does my head in, but I'd follow her to see what she's up to. I'm like, why? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, I'm not going to be snobby about it. Like my my business account, I think I followed like 3,000 people. I now follow about 900. I understand that followers don't really matter in the term scale of things, but yeah. I've been doing that and it's the people going to be listening to this. Oh, fuck, he's unfollowed me now. And they're going to check. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I unfollowed a load of people over lockdown and it wasn't like anything personal. It was just like, if they don't post enough or they don't post regularly or if it's just a dead account or uh, there were a couple of people who uh, who aren't personal trainers but they're trying to be fitness influencers and I just thought I don't really need to see that because it's what I do for a living so yeah I, I went through a stage where I'm following a few people yeah. and they call you out going why do you want to follow me so for example the girl that I was um, dating over lockdown I unfollowed her about two years ago. Then when she started talking to me on Instagram, I was like, shit, um, I've now got to try and awkwardly follow her without her noticing. And yeah, it didn't get away with it. She was like, what? You unfollowed me two years ago? I was like, well, yeah. Just pictures of you and your cat. Like, what? Yeah. There's so, a lot of empty counts. There's one in particular in Hull. That's just a 17-year-old girl who's got no qualifications, sells plans, things like that. Um, a PT at my gym, Tom, will know exactly what I'm talking about if you listen to this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's people like it, and it's people that if you find yourself comparing to them, just fucking just unfollow them. They shouldn't care, they will care because everyone for some reason cares about followers. It is a shame. I don't give a shit. It's, it's really weird that although Instagram is a big part of my job, it's the one thing I don't care about. Like, yeah. so again, um, I've got people who will, and this is a fucking weird thing. I know people who have multiple accounts so that they could stalk people that have blocked them and this and that and the other and i'm like dude i've got one account i post on it once a day if i can it's mainly fitness stuff and for me it's a business tool like if yeah, someone, so if someone follows me i don't really fucking care because the way i see it is well if you're unfollowed me you're not likely to ever pay into my services so yeah, that's the same with me nowadays I'm i like, used to care about it and sometimes i do care about it granted but it's just yeah, so if anyone is listening to this, if you follow them free rules, if you compare yourself, if you think they provide you no value, or if there's a person that pisses you off, just more, more than one. Yeah, because like, if you do that five, follow five people a day, one, Instagram doesn't tell you off from following too many people at once, and two, your feed starts getting a lot healthier. It starts being shit that you're interested in. Yeah. Like, you're not scrolling through stuff for the sake of it anymore. Um, um, I, I, yeah, I started unfollowing people, and I've also started. I started recently unfollowing people who 
especially trainers, especially female trainers who just do the whole classic glute pose and go click completely unrelated topic like there was one girl and i can't even remember her name i think she was part of that group that we were in and like, like every single i can't remember her username either but call every, her out. <laughs> do it call her out mate if i could i would but i genuinely cannot remember her name um and one of the posts so every post was just that classic glute pose in a thong pulled right up um, and one of them was talking about mental health. Here we, yeah, that's literally the pose right there, that one. And she was like, like, let's talk about mental health, guys. And I was like, how the fuck can you talk about this serious <laughs> subject of mental health when, you know, suicides are happening daily and it's fuck, like it's a fucking tragic thing to talk about. And there's you with your ass out and all the dudes, all the thirsty blokes just double tapping it because it's your ass. They're not really your cop, like, Fuck off. So I unfollowed her because I thought she was a... I will say I, that, I like an ass, but... Yeah. No. But what I will say, fair play to her to be able to monetize her ass from thirsty blokes because the more thirsty blokes like her purse, the more of her purse gets to females that she's wanting to speak to. Yeah, so true. If you as well, because let's be fair, she probably has got one. Yeah, but it's, if you can monetize your sexuality, fucking do it. It's the people buying it that's the issue. A hundred percent. Hundred. That's a rabbit hole that I'm not willing to go down under. Otherwise, I'll start getting sliced <laughs> off. But yeah, so but it's it's the if you if you're able to monetize your attractiveness, fucking do it. Like, um, I'm sure if I had abs, you'd be seeing my purse a lot more than not my clients sometimes. And I say that, but I'm quite proud of the fact that I purse more about my clients than me. Yeah. It's I can't. Let's hang on. Let's have a look. The last time I posted a picture of myself. And there's a picture of myself, probably more recently, to be fair. So there's me, so there's always a picture of me and a client, I don't count that. So August the 11th was the last time it was just a picture of me on my Instagram. And it's, even, I don't think people don't give a shit about me, but it's people aren't there for me, they're there for my client's results. They're there to show, I'm there to show people why they should invest in myself. And that's not a picture of me with a top off. Granted, I don't look like a PT with my top off, but that's not the point. It's... I know what people are there for, so I will provide that. And that's the same with these women. If they know that people are there for their ass, fair play to them. Just don't pretend you're doing anything else, though, with the whole depression thing that you just mentioned. Yeah. Like, ridiculous, that. In fact, so, so I'm not... In fact, no, I'll show you because uh, obviously this isn't going to go on the podcast, but this is, this is one of my clients. I'm not going to describe the picture because she'll know instantly I'm talking about her. Um, this, hang on there we are and it's like like first and foremost right you're doing that kind of, I'm, I'm being as vague as possible because I don't want them to know <laughs> talking about them, but, so you're doing this pose yet look at what you're wearing like why who would do that like just fuck off stop it you're doing it for likes stop it Stop it. So at the end of this conversation, you're going to give me that username? Oh, 100%. Of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, I could spend all day talking about things that piss me off about the fitness industry. In fact... Do you know me off? Do you know Room 101? Yes. This is what this has become, did not it? Apart from That's the donuts. Awesome. like donuts. It was like two... Season one of my podcast is all about five things you like and dislike about the fitness industry. You go back and listen to them. It's literally me I, going... I just listened to a few just to, to see what to expect, to be fair. Yeah. 
So um, yeah, I yeah, the and social media came up on every single one of them, every single one. Because it's toxic. That's why. Like, there's there's more. If if anyone is what well, if anyone, I like to think people do watch this or listen to this. Sorry, um, the social dilemma on it on on Netflix. I that's keep that keeps coming up my suggestions. Okay. I am honestly anyone listening, fucking watch it. It's fucking brilliant. Um, it's more contrary on Facebook than it is Instagram, but it's just telling you how the algorithms work, how they manipulate the numbers yeah, to make you look at more of the content that you're still looking at. So it's the same shit all the time. Makes you believe stuff that isn't real. Um, it's quite scary to be honest. Yeah. But yeah. The dilemma on Netflix is definitely worth a, a watch. Soon as I watched that, I then turned a lot of my notifications off on my phone. Yeah, I. Get... So um, one thing that um, I so earlier on I suggested I said I've been going to uh, uh, counselling, and I said to him that the one thing that I really want to work on is lowering my screen time on my phone, and it has gone down a lot recently. But I want to get it even lower. And he said yeah. to me, turn off your notifications. That way you can, you know, because you're like my phone. I'm sure yours could be the same, but it goes off constantly. You get like this person likes your picture, this person likes your picture, this person sent you a DM, so and so started a live video. There's four notifications from Instagram that can happen straight away. And I'm there going, fuck, I need to check them. Where yeah. if I turn it all off, I could check it on my terms. Yeah, so it's, as trainers, I think we're scared whenever someone asks about uh, pricing or interest, like we've got to jump on it straight away. But, um, Particularly new trainers, they'll thought, oh fuck yeah, I've got I've got a new I've got a client potentially. Do you want to get that first ever client? Yeah. And it's I do understand why you'd want to do it, but it's if you reply in your own terms, they're probably less desperate as well. If yeah. you reply within two minutes and go, fuck me, that PT's not doing out, is he? Whereas that's why I like to show on my Instagram how many people I'm training a day. Like, you yeah. know I'm not gonna reply because I'm with at one of my clients. Like you can tell I'm in a session right now with this client. Yeah. So you you know you're not gonna expect to reply right now. When I get home at 8 p.m. tonight, I'm not gonna reply then either. I'll reply tomorrow morning when I have my coffee, ready for the next day. Like that's typically when I reply to inquiries. Yeah, I, I I I will finish my sessions about five minutes early, and then that's my grab my phones. Anything important? Nope. Cool. Anything important? Yes. Reply to that. Done. Yeah. Obviously, when you like, that's probably a good thing to do as well. To be fair, like um. I'm not too quick on my inquiries, but I don't think that's a bad thing either. And I think the person, if they're going to be a good client, will respect that I'm not going to be on my phone 24-7 because we're having such an active job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, being ironic when I'm saying all this. Yeah. <laughs> ironic that you're replying to a message whilst you say all this. Um, I listened to one of your podcasts with a guy called Ben yesterday. And he was on about his notification and his mum rang him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. That was brilliant. Did that really happen? Yeah. So yeah, I, can't, you know, cool. these, real. I don't edit these podcasts because I can't be fucked. And the last... I did one with my mate Neil not that long ago. And if yeah, you ever listen to it, the sound quality is fucking superb because he's got like a proper studio setup. And when we finished it, he was like, oh, I'll go through and edit all. I'm like, nah, mate, don't bother. I don't edit any of them. So we left the his like Ben's mum phoning him and um, uh, there was there was one where uh, when we did Ryan's podcast, his dog came running and started barking and That's fine, we all and, dogs do Yeah, and we were eating sweets because he just finished his bodybuilding comps, so he was eating like a fucking pig. So we were just eating sandwiches and yeah. 
this at the end of the day personal trainers are real human beings as well most of us are there are some that are fucking bender idiot twats but yeah there's a couple in my area but I don't want to get into any more trouble as it is. But no, at the end of the day, the last thing I want to say, especially to anybody who is looking for a personal trainer, I think there's three important qualities that you should look for in a trainer. Number one, do you like them? As in, do you look at their content and go, yeah, he or she's all right? Number two, do you know them? So it's all going to go, yeah, he, he or she, I like them. But do you like, I'm not saying we have to give our entire lives away on social media, but like just a little bit like like you for example okay i do group pt i work in pure gym hull blah 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 blah. like little bits that let you know that we're human and number three most importantly do you trust us if you could if you could tick yes to all three of those that's the trainer for you yeah simple as that well that, that is spot on to be fair yeah i think it's yeah and then go from there really Mate, it has been really, really fun chatting to you for a long old fucking, fucking nearly two hours. Jesus. <laughs> I, I saw some of them. I was like, I want to do a long one. Yeah. I reckon I could do a long one. Um, I'm going to have to split this into two. Um, the audio, I mean, which is fine because uh, I'll logic exit. Before we finish off, do you want to plug your social medias, even though we just slagged it off a little bit? <laughs> yeah, so social media is toxic, but follow me anyway because I chase numbers. No, so, um, Give us a follow if you want. I predominantly do pictures of my clients and their progress and things like that. So if you think that could motivate you in any kind of way, that'd be a great tool to use. Also, so it's under, so it's at Loden, that's L-O-W-D-E-N, underscore S-M, underscore P-T, even though I've not been doing spot massage recently, but there you are. And in my bio, I've wrote a, an article of a lockdown called Drop a Dress Size. So if anyone wants to click that and have a look at that as well, I concentrate on removing the guilt away from food obviously we've talked about that today and um, talk about how to prep if you're particularly uh, working in an office and how to deal with food prep in that kind of manner and the third one obviously we mentioned with neat in that during cartel earlier but um how to move more around more so anything outside of the gym basically how to burn more calories how to cook food that's healthier to prevent you buying meal deals and how to have snacks whilst still fucking enjoying them as well so if you click my bio uh, it's called drop a dress size because it has done that now. It was clickbait, but now it's happened. So I can now say <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. It's happened three three people. None of these are my clients. Um, but yeah, shout out to them. Well, one of them now is a client to be fair, but nice. but yeah, so drop the dress size article. You leave that. And if you want to like have a good read through, um, I would recommend that as well. So that's that's me pretty much. Sweet. And if any of your guys are listening, um, you can follow me at I am Chris McKeegan PT. Um, and similar to you, in my bio, I've got a link in which you can look at my website, which is currently being rebuilt. So fucking hell, Steve, hurry up and finish it. Penis. Uh, he's my best mate, so I can call him that. Um, but you can also listen to my um, all my old podcasts, so all my previous guests. Yeah, you can have a listen. It is normally just me and other fitness people having a chat but I have spoken to a financial advisor a film critic as well is there anybody else? no just that um, and you can yeah just have a look on my Instagram I don't take life that seriously I like to take the piss a little bit not that serious so 
Yeah. Mate, it's been really fun actually finally having a sit-down chat with you. Yeah, we've said about this a long time ago, didn't we, to be fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, mate, we'll have to uh, we'll have to do another one in the near future. Let's do a proper full-on one-hour wrestling one in the future. It'll have three listens, but fuck it, it's for us, not them. <laughs> yeah, I'll take... Ta- all right, okay, let's do that. Or we can review... Come up with some ideas for it, because I'll be up for that. Yeah. Or we can talk about our favourite matches or... Oh, I'll tell you what, let's talk about dream matches. Yeah. Because that could be really fun. And, you know, some of the dream matches that almost happened but never did. The one that I will talk about is Sting Undertaker because fuck me, that could have happened and it should have happened and it didn't happen. But I'm I over. Think match personally. I do, I do understand why you'd not... I think the match would have been good though. I, I still... So a couple of years ago, when... You know when the Undertaker was last in the Royal Rumble, when it was like Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, the Undertaker were all in it. Yeah. Uh, Sting had, I think he retired by that stage, but I thought, how cool would it be if, you know, the Undertaker's in the ring, the lights go out, Sting shows up, they just have a stare off, and then someone throws them like both out. Because obviously Sting can't wrestle anymore because his neck's yeah. cut. But how cool just to see that stare down and just to be like, holy fuck. Oh my God. It was like at the, um, uh, there was a pay-per-view where AJ Styles and Nakamura just stared each other out before the WrestleMania match. And I was like, oh my fucking God, this would be amazing. It we're starting the podcast now, it seems. Um, yeah, tell you what, mate, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll come up with some ideas and we'll, we'll get on that. And now that we know that Zoom definitely works, we can do that. Once you figure out your Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> Right, dude, go and enjoy the rest of your day. I'm going to hit the stop button and then we'll actually say our actual goodbyes off audio. Yeah, that's brilliant, mate. Really enjoyed this. Cool. Peace out, guys. Bye.